This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1352. What minimalism means to me. More to love. By Meg Kelly of NoSidebar.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD. Happy Sunday. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and this is the show that's all about improving your relationships each day of the week in about 10 minutes or less. And the article I'll be narrating for you today offers what I feel to be a really unique perspective on how to improve those relationships, as illustrated through a really touching story shared by Meg Kelly, our featured author. So without further ado, let's jump right into this post and give her work the floor as we optimize your life. What Minimalism Means to Me, More Time to Love, by Meg Kelly of NoSidebar.com. After a recent decluttering, I decided to take a bag of clothes to a donation bin. I carried my bag through the city neighborhood where I live, trying to balance myself as I passed expensive row homes lined up and people enjoying their Saturday morning coffee before heading to the farmer's market or brunch. In many ways, this snapshot was familiar mirroring precisely what I had done during many of these decluttering events in the past several years. But this time would be different. As I approached the donation bin, about to muster the last strength of my sore arms to heave the garbage bag into it, a woman a few feet away, waiting at the bus stop, called out to me in broken English, Excuse me, I look for me and my daughter? I was startled and shocked. For a split second I thought, No, no, this is for those in need until I snapped too and realized here she was, standing right in front of me, someone in need. When I untied the plastic bag, her eyes widened. She delicately pulled out a red silk blouse that I had no intention of wearing. I take for my daughter? Of course, I replied. She unfolded a blazer that I had worn to many interviews but outgrown. Que linda! How pretty, she said. My heart fluttered as we instinctively switched to Spanish a part of myself I had only occasionally tapped into since I'd lived in Spain 10 years ago. This back and forth continued for what I think was 10 or 15 minutes, me pulling out a piece I no longer needed, and her commenting on how perfect it was for her or her daughter, who I later learned was 29, just a year younger than me. Time felt like it stopped when she took out a rain jacket, and as if on cue, the misty drizzle outside sped up to fat drops that matched the tears welling up in my eyes. She looked at me to see if it was okay to take it, as she'd done with every other piece, and then put it on her, shielding herself from the rain. I remembered that it was in this very jacket that I had haphazardly trekked across Spain, my mom mailing it to me in a giant box that somehow survived customs. It fit her perfectly, like it was always hers. 
While she walked away with arms full of clothes that I no longer needed, I walked away empty-handed, but with a new perspective on minimalism. Too many times I'd done this exact thing, get rid of all the things I no longer thought I needed, and then, right on its heels, I'd buy replacements for half the things I donated. I'd been stuck on needing my minimalist life to look perfectly whitewashed and filled with only quality items, meaning I was just in replacement mode constantly. I'd purge and replace, purge and replace. I thought the decluttering would make me feel better, but my heart still had a void, and it was frustrating to keep using stuff to fill it. I realized my sense of fulfillment in being a minimalist is never from the clean lines or perfectly curated closet that I can create. It's about the messiness that confronts me head-on if I allow it, when I decide what enough looks like. For me, enough means that I have physical possessions that are useful and meaningful, but that my time isn't spent taking care of those things or seeking out newer versions of those things. Instead, my time is spent on love. Love is looking hard at the softness of myself in the mirror, and regardless of my thoughts about that reflection, believing that I am enough already. Love is deciding that my family members and all of the radiant and harrowing times we've been through are my greatest teachers. Love is choosing to be a small fraction of the solution to the big problems that rupture my heart. Love means doing small, everyday actions that leverage the privilege that I have to elevate the voices and rectify the gap for those who don't. The possibilities for this love are urgently simple and require paying attention to the need right in front of me. This love can mean gardening in nearby communities where the nearest grocery store is miles away, preparing meals for those who won't see another soul for the next week, reading poetry from those whose messages are often silenced, or teaching English to those who are navigating a new and complicated home that still feels foreign to them. This love can mean asking the janitor who tirelessly empties the office trash how his mom is doing, looking the grocery store cashier in the eye and complimenting her helpfulness when bagging my items, or letting a person in front of me in a bustling crowd who's getting caught up in the rush hour vortex. Noticing can be uncomfortably vulnerable, but I have the privilege and discernment to get rid of things. I have exactly what it takes to do it. Instead of scrolling on social media or worrying about purchasing things I just don't need, I'm coming back to this question instead. Where can I show up with love today? Minimalism is not my goal. It's not my end destination where everything looks and feels flawless. Striving for that has always left me feeling emptier than when I started. But when I open my eyes, which takes self-awareness and courage, I recognize the good fortune I've had. I can feel the unease of a fragile world I'd rather not face. And instead of purchasing more to fill the hollowness, I can find the possibility in the fractures and say, Que linda. I might not be perfect, but I'm ready to show up for that brokenness and beauty with love. You just listened to the post titled, What Minimalism Means to Me, More Time to Love, by Meg Kelly of NoSidebar.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And thanks so much to Meg for this wonderful post. You know, usually on this show, the articles lend themselves to how we can show up with love within the space that we already have in our relationships. But rarely do we get a chance to think about how to create more new space. And bringing minimalism into the equation definitely allows for that. So I'm really grateful for this post. Whether it's items you don't need or means of spending your time that you don't need, take some time to think about just how much of your energy they take up. And keep this post in mind, as it might just remind you that the alternative to not having these things isn't necessarily stress or blank space. It can very well be used for love and further contribution to your relationships. We often forget that we can be creative when it comes to showing love. But It's easier to look at love creatively when we make efforts to reallocate our time and space with that intention. That's enough from me, though, everybody. Time to get out of here. Thanks, as always, for joining and making another episode possible. Make sure to check out our weekly bonus episode today if you haven't had enough ORD. And I'll see you again next time, where your optimal life awaits.